Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Doors Open Milwaukee is coming up this weekend. I, for you, Bobby, I know you look forward to this all year. I do, I do. Although I admit some years I'm out of town and I miss it. So. And you probably have, have been behind more doors than most, safe to say. Uh, through Fewer crowds when yeah. I go, which is nice. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's a great opportunity, thanks to Historic Milwaukee, to go through and uh, just see all sorts of buildings that you never get to go into otherwise. Seriously, I mean, the amount of work that goes into this, they have well over 100 volunteers. It might be hundreds of volunteers, I'm not sure, but they spend a lot of time organizing 160-plus buildings every year and doing the ticketed uh, tours and getting volunteers together, making sure volunteers are in the right place. It's a massive job for them to do this every year, and it, it's really great, though. And it's it seems like it's grown every year, and crowds are continuing to flock to these buildings. Uh, Radio Milwaukee is a, is a stop every year, and we welcome all these people through the space. Uh, how long has it been going on? I think this is the, I'm going to guess off the top of my head, this is the fifth year. Okay. But maybe six. It seems like such a Milwaukee um, institution in just those few years. It does. And like you said, it grows every year. But I remember going the first year and having to wait in a pretty good line to go to the top of the U.S. Bank building. So, I mean, it was immediately popular. And all volunteer run for the most part, which is another yeah. impressive layer to how they're just able to pull this off because it's citywide. I mean, there's, it's uh, it's not just concentrated in a few neighborhoods. It's all, all around the city. Yeah, and if it initially was a little more compact, uh, and I'm not positive that it was, but if it was, it definitely has, it, the tentacles have reached pretty far out now. Yeah. Okay, so we're excited about Doors Open Milwaukee. Always. So we're going to run through your list. You do this every year. Your top 10 must-see Doors Open Milwaukee locations throughout Milwaukee. And they're in no particular order. Nope. And you, there's no way that you could visit all of them. You know, there's so no, many locations. No, no, right. So right. uh, there's there's some kind of oldies but goodies that are going to pop through that, hey, if you didn't go last year, this could be your year. Absolutely. So we start with... Arts at Large on 5th Street in Walker's Point. And we went there Yes. when... Uh, th this is the 1890 uh, Patrick Cudahy building. And it was a butcher shop initially. Um, with offices and apartments and things like that. And remember, when we went up on the roof, we saw the dude had carved his name and the date, yes. the exact date, into the the stone on the roof. And it's still there, and it's amazing. Oh, hopefully you can see that hopefully on the tour. Can, I'm not sure you can see that, but if not, you can go to my story and see it. Great. And next up? Uh, so the Railway Exchange Building is um, one of the first skyscrapers in the city. Red Sandstone Building, you know it. Milwaukee Film had its offices there mm -hmm, for many years mm -hmm. on the corner of Broadway and Wisconsin. And it's owned by Patty Keating Kahn these days, who owns a number of historic properties and is super passionate about Milwaukee history and about preserving her buildings. And this is a returnee on the list because it, it's such a beautiful building and it's got great mosaics and just the work that Patty did to bring it back to its former glory after lots of years of, not I wouldn't say neglect, but just not neglect for the historical beauty of it. But she's really done a ton of work there and it's a beautiful building. And so that's definitely one people should go see. All right. And our next stop is Story Hill Firehouse. Ah, yes. The Story Hill Firehouse. We just, we just talked yeah, about We, we just, just talked there. about this because, and that's why it's on the list because you know I love firehouses. You, you know do. I love the bungalow firehouses. Mm -hmm. um, and this one uh, on Holly Road recently was uh, gussied up and reopened as an event space. <laughs> gussied up. Um, so accurate. it seems like a perfect time to go check it out, right? Because here's this great old gem that in the past you probably would not have visited because for a long time it was a, a, a private 
an artist's private studio. Um, and now you can go there because they're having musical events and things like that that are open to the public into about November, I think. But then after that, it becomes strictly an event space, and you'd only go there if you got invited to an event or perhaps got married there. Yeah, and there's only five of these in Milwaukee. You can five only, of these? You can only get into uh, two. Two, two of them, yeah. Two, so. Yeah, there's two. Well, yeah, two you can get into because one is the Fire Museum, which is mm-hmm. another great stop, always open for doors open and an amazing place. But that one's also open, I would say, you know, that's also open not during doors open. So you could save that for a time when you're not pressed for time. All right. So those are three of our 10 must-see Doors Open Milwaukee locations. Of course, Doors Open Milwaukee coming up this weekend. You can find all 10 at RadioMilwaukee.org. 889's new podcast, podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back talking about Bobby Tanzillo's must-see Doors Open Milwaukee locations. Where we going next? Okay, so uh, the old Alice Station which is now home to the Model Railroad of Milwaukee. And I should really kind of clarify that because it was built as a train station when the Alice Corporation was over there, and that's why it was called the Alice Station. Okay. Uh, but it didn't really operate as a train station all that long. And this is this is the place that's kind of like built into yes. that bridge in Walker's Point? Oh, yes. Point. I should say it's on National Avenue east of First Street, unlike, okay. unlike Barclay. Yeah, yeah, and it's built into the bridge that goes over the street. So it used to be a train stop. Yes. Uh, and what's interesting is if you go in there, you can see like the old ticket windows and the stairs that used to go up to the platform, which isn't there anymore. Um but we should really call it the Model Railroad Club of Milwaukee first because they've been there since like the 30s. Yeah, right. Isn't that incredible? I way mean, longer than it was a train station. Yeah, way longer than it was ever a train station. Um, and these uh, model railroaders uh, are so passionate and so into what they do that you'll go in there and you'll just be kind of blown away by the the layout they've built that sort of snakes in and out of the different rooms that yeah. are there. And um, and that's a building that's really never open to the public, right? It's open when they have their meeting, like once a month, but you kind of have to know when that is. Yeah, and you got to kind of have yeah, that I secret mean, handshake. This and- is the one reliable time <laughs> that you can go for sure and know it'll be open. And, and while you're in there, you should look. I mean, because you can see, like I said, you can see the old like subway tile on the and the old staircase up. And it's, so it's kind of interesting to kind of picture it when that was a waiting room. For yeah. train and a ticket office for trains. Cool. And our next stop? The Reginald Baylor Studio. Ah, yes. Yes. So Reggie Baylor, of course, a uh, really well-known Milwaukee artist. And he's got that new studio space here in the Walker's Point neighborhood. Yes, 211 West Florida. So it's on Florida just yes. uh, west of 2nd Street. Um, and this is a super old building. I mean, this is a building from the 1860s, I believe. Okay, wow. Uh, 1865, yes. Um, And for many, many, many years, it was home to 
a ship's chandlery shop. I, I don't know if people remember when we talked about we this. We did talk about we did that. did a story on this. I course. definitely had never heard of a, a chandler before. Yeah, so. and that was a guy who supplied ships with like everything they needed on the boat, food, all that stuff, you know. Um, sounds like a ship word. Makes yeah, sense. And they had, and they would actually have boats. They could row out to boats, like these supplies, out to the ships that were anchored in the harbor and stuff. So yes, super right. interesting story. Honest John, remember? Yes, Honest John. Good old that's Honest right. John. Um, we talked about Honest John. You have to listen to the podcast. So anyway, yeah, so it's a beautiful historic building that's been turned into this great new bright modern place for a, a contemporary popular Milwaukee artist. So it seems perfect. And Reggie got this building, uh, you mentioned it's pretty old, 1860s. Yeah. So he gets this building and had to do tons of work to restore it and make it, uh, you know, a really working space for him. And it, he, it paid off. I mean, it's just a gorgeous space and uh, unique, too. He's definitely, you know, Reggie's definitely got his own style and his mm-hmm. own brand and his artwork. So to be surrounded by that, oh yeah, it's and, really kind of a trip. And the guys that own that building own a number of other buildings around town, and they're doing the same thing where they're like, they're sort of, putting new vibrant businesses into these historic buildings that they're fixing up before they rent them out. So it's really good. All right. And our next stop is? Okay. This is a returning one. Best okay. place. Oh, best place. Well, yeah. How can you not and, you know, best think place, of best place? Best place for so many reasons, right? Yeah. Best place because Jim is going to give you the best beer tour you're going to get in a oh. place that doesn't even make beer at the moment. Uh, but of course, it is the old headquarters for Pabst Brewery, and it's mm-hmm. in the heart of the old Pabst Brewery. Uh, and Jim gives an amazing tour, and best place is a, a beautiful... The bar itself is beautiful with that courtyard and just really nice... Um, but also, it is attached to the oldest surviving MPS schoolhouse, oldest public school in the city, the old Second Ward School, uh, and uh, he will take you through there. I also remember there, there's like a like an underground area too, where yes, like a cellar that where there they, is where there's like rumors that may be haunted. There's mm-hmm. you know, so you might if you're into that, that's something to see. And you you can take a cool picture when you're in that cellar because there's this sort of brick barrel vaulted yes. looks, looks like a loggering cave, but it's got like a jail gate <laughs> in front of it too. It sure does. That um, kind of throws you. So you know, you can get locked in there and have somebody take your picture. And this is right in downtown Milwaukee. Yep, and on ninth and Juno, in the heart of the brewery district. Very cool. And next we've got Okay, the fortress which is on Pleasant Street. Everybody knows the fortress. It looks mm-hmm. like a castle, right? Big red giant brick building that takes up an entire square block. <laughs> Lives up to its name. Across yeah. from Schlitz Park. Um, this is one that's been being renovated for a number of years. It was the uh, Meyer Shoe and Boot Company factory for many, many years. Um, but then for a long time after that, it was artist studios and a Montessori school was in there and an art store was in there and people lived in there. There's all kinds of stuff going on in there. Um, and they spent the last few years converting it into apartments, which opened this year. Um, and so now you can go in and you can see the finished work and it's pretty amazing. And if it has not been rented yet, you can, I assume, go up and see the tower apartment. There is an apartment, a two level apartment that is in that tower. So this will be a great way that you can see a building, how it looks after the transformation into a completely different modern use. Cool. And our next stop? U.S. Federal Courthouse. Ah, this has been on your list before. This is, uh, this is probably on this list every year. This is one that I maybe have never taken, (laughs) maybe never taken off this list because it's a beautiful building. It's got some really quirky features inside and it's one that you can't generally get into. Like there's a security queue you got to go through. You generally have to have a reason to be there. You can't just be like, I'm coming here because I want to look at the funny little office directory board. (laughs) 
Um, which is which is amazing. Which it's is a amazing. Beautiful office directory board. It's beautifully hand painted, and it's got such departments as the oleomargarine department. Yes. Uh, the steamboat inspector. Uh huh. I like that one. Uh, the weather bureau, the U.S. engineer office, the pension examiner is a good one. Oh, we can't let those pensions go unexamined. No, right. Clerk of courts, as you'd expect. It's not, oh, collector of customs, uh-huh. which is apparently different than custom house. And I like the fact. Oh, there's a wine and spirit department, and I like the fact that the assistant custodian gets like equal billing as all these other people. <laughs> like wow. the size of his like office and his title is just as big as U.S. Inspector of Locomotives. I'm guessing that that uh, custodian, the assistant custodian, was very proud. Yes, because he was right across from the U.S. Lighthouse Inspector of the 12th District. And I seem to remember last year the um, the outside was undergoing some renovation. Yeah, like and it still is. And, yeah, okay. it still is. Yeah, that's a lo- that's a long job, I think. So don't let that scare you off. You can still get in and you see can the still building. go inside. And the, don't worry, the outside you can see anytime. Yeah, uh, but inside. <laughs> right. But the lobby is really great. It's got this atrium that that goes all the way up to the top of the building. Like the inside is sort of hollow, basically. Um, and for years that was closed up and you couldn't see. But not in more recent times that's been opened up again so it's really sort of stunning views up and also down toward the lobby so make sure you and look make sure you also look for the little faces that can be seen in the lobby up in the corners all right and next up the david barnett gallery and henry h button house and this is one of those mansions we talked about this year a former mansion yep still a mansion in some ways i suppose you could still it's still Whatever. a mansion, but no, nobody's living there at the moment. Nobody's uh, living there. Yeah, it's on. It's, it's still on impressive. State and Prospect. Yes, uh, right across from Juno Park. Beautiful Italianate Cream City brick mansion from the 1870s, designed by Henry Koch. Um, oh, I'm sorry, designed by Edward Townsend Mix. And for years, it was built for Henry H. Button, who was a, a doctor who started a, a pharmacy company, like a drug company, mm-hmm. and made an insane fortune. Um, and then after he died, his kids used some of that money to build the button block, which you might re- recognize as that building on uh, Clybourne and Water, the big red one with the turret that's been converted into a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's named after him, but he did not live to see that. But So this house is beautiful, great details, like you'd expect, stunning beauty. Um, but now it's also filled top to bottom, every square inch, with art because it's an art gallery. Uh, and David Barnett's been in the art business for decades. I mean, he's been in that house, that space alone for 30-odd years. Um, And it's just every space is covered with sculptures, prints, paintings, drawings, everything you can imagine. It's it's, so as beautiful as the house is outside. You step inside and it's just everywhere. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. And it's got that working frame shop in the basement, right? Yes, there's a framing shop in the basement you can check out. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And next we've got the Wells Street Bridge House. And oh yeah. The last few years I've been including a bridge house in the story, although it, the ones that are open sometimes change, or I and there's sometimes more than one, so I mm-hmm. mix it up. Um, sometimes the Kilbourne one is open, um, but this year Wells is definitely open. And um, yeah, who isn't curious to see inside one of those bridge houses? Oh, I know it's amazing. You expect it, they seem so mysterious, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And you go in, and it's really kind of simple because there's like a button for like bridge up (laughs) (laughs) a button for bridge down and there's a button to turn on the warning lights and you know but it's um, a cool view it's a totally cool view and it's i mean it's an important job i mean i'm not trying to minimize the importance of this job i mean but you expect it to be this sort of like 
like an airplane cockpit of controls, but it's a very sort of simple looking control panel. That's kind of how the the roof is at Miller Park too. It's it's right. Like you, you go past that thing, it's like open, close. You know, yeah. There's right. more to it that you don't see, but the right, actual exactly. control, yeah. is pretty simple. And that's interesting because you can learn about how the bridge houses work. They they used to all be manned, but now they're not all manned. Some are operated remote. Like a few of them are manned, and those uh, controllers operate their own bridge, but also remotely control other bridges mm-hmm. so it's interesting to hear the story of how it works and all that and like you said to you're used to looking at them it's fun to kind of be in them looking out i always when it, whenever the bridge goes up and you get stuck there you kind of if there's somebody working in that in that actual house you know because you mentioned some of them are remotely controlled but if there's somebody right there you always kind of look up and just see like oh, who is this person up right. there that's controlling this bridge and uh you know that person for that moment in time has you know a really important job they've got the 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 streets fully closed. People are, you know, stopped in their cars. There's boats going through. Your person's really controlling the whole flow of that part of the city for just a moment. It's well, and the safety of and safety of all those of people, motorists of the boater of the of the pedestrians, everybody. Yeah, so it's an important job. Does that complete our list? That completes our list. All right, ten excellent must-see doors open Milwaukee locations. Again, doors open Milwaukee happening this weekend. You can find the full list here at RadioMilwaukee.org. You can share it with a friend, and you can subscribe to all of 88.9's podcasts at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from On Milwaukee and your membership, you can subscribe to this podcast and everything mentioned at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.